From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Tuesday, August 17th. I'm Sarah Reif. My property is on the Greenfield Ranch. It's one of the few properties on Greenfield that has power. And I, I'm kind of wondering if having power is such a great idea. Last weekend, I drove up Ore Springs Road to Paul Putter's homestead, which used to be nestled in a grove of hardwoods and conifers. It was shady and cool, and he used to jog on a trail beneath the canopy. But now, with PG&E's Enhanced Vegetation Management Program, crews of contractors are taking down any tree the company thinks could fall on a power line and start another massive fire. I was there as crews were feeding smaller trees into a chipper and pouring the large ones into a big red dumpster. PG&E has come through my property and cut, I don't know how many trees, uh, maybe a hundred trees, some of them two and a half, three foot tan oaks, Douglas firs, hundred foot high trees, all along their power line, but with some of them quite far away from their power line, maybe over a hundred feet, I don't know, but I haven't been out there with a tape measure. They came through and they marked a bunch of trees. They made me sign a paper that said that they were gonna remove 32 trees. I, I talked to their supervisor later and I mentioned that they had said they were gonna remove 32 trees and he kind of laughed and said, well, they, they don't really understand because once you start removing trees, then that exposes other trees that could also hit the power line and therefore you have to take those trees down also understand the logic. It's just, I'm in uh, kind of shock here. The extent of what they have cut on my property alone is really quite incredible. He showed me the contract he signed on June 24th, though I've spoken to property owners who say they've had trees felled by PG&E crews with no contract. PG&E spokeswoman Deanna Contreras apologized for not being able to reach someone at the company who could explain the contract in time for this story. I think I might have signed something without really understanding what it, what the full implication of it was. It just didn't register what, what was going to happen. <laughs> That's really what it boils down to. There's no independent third-party environmental review for this work, and I've heard from landowners all over the county about a lack of precise information about what it will entail. It is legal. PG&E submitted its vegetation management plan to the California Public Utilities Commission late in 2018, and it's now part of the Public Resource Code. Nancy Macy of Santa Cruz is chair of the Sierra Club Wildfire Mitigation Task Force and one of the co-authors of a white paper on the harmful effects of PG&E's tree removal practices. The CPUC has had something at the time called the Safety Advocate. It was an office where their job was to check the safety of the utilities. And they did a great job, but they were ignored. They said PG&E doesn't have any proof. They have no metrics. They should not be allowed to start this until they prove that it's going to work. It's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cause environmental problems. Why are they going to cut down all these trees if they haven't proven it's going to work? So they just asked for that proof. And within a month of asking for that, the CPUC approved it. It went on for 2018. And that huge, wide swath of trees started to be removed along all the power lines. In April of this year, the CPUC placed the company into an enhanced oversight and enforcement process because its wildfire safety division found that last year, PG&E failed to clear the most dangerous vegetation from the highest risk lines, 
focusing instead on lower-risk lines. If the company can prove that it's prioritizing high-risk lines for its stepped-up vegetation program this year, it has a chance of being removed from the enhanced oversight process, which is a condition of its plan for exiting bankruptcy. Contreras said the company calculates the cost of the program by region, so she couldn't provide the cost of the vegetation removal work that's being done in Mendocino County alone. Putter couldn't calculate the cost either, but he has paid to have trees taken down on his property. I had two trees that were damaged as a result of last year's, of January's uh, snowstorm. And that was just to clean up that damage. We're talking $9,000 of work. The Sierra Club paper says outside professionals may be reluctant to pronounce a tree healthy once it's been marked for removal by PG&E out of fear of liability if the tree does fall. Still, there have been pockets of resistance. They hit a big wall in Santa Cruz County. We insisted on public meetings. We insisted on people uh, having the right to say no, that they could take the responsibility for the trees being there. But the battles can take years, and laying the groundwork was a meticulous process, too. We've done a lot of work to do research and to provide the background information so that the supervisors could be educated as to what the problems are. So they've been in on this PG&E stuff for a lot of years. When it comes to protecting the watershed, it's an overwhelming, overwhelming majority of the people who are concerned with that. And so all the supervisors respond to that. Today, the Mendocino County Board of Supervisors is scheduled to accept informational reports on two emergency coastal development permits to remove a total of 182 trees along PG&E power lines between Fort Bragg and Wallala. Meanwhile, Putter's property, his neighbor's land, and the steep slopes along Ore Springs Road, where the power lines march across the ridgetops, are steadily being cleared. This area has too many trees, there's no question about it. But that's not what PG&E is doing here. They're not thinning trees. They're, that's just not what's going on. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.